welcome to Splainin', a podcast where two guys explain things to each other that they should know, but don't. I'm Evan Smith. And I'm Jeff Sims. And welcome, everyone, and you, Jeff, yeah. to season two. Season two, baby! <laughs> You're so sad on that, aren't you? I'm so sad. I really thought maybe that's one thing that we would lose no, this season. No, absolutely not. <laughs> maybe by season three, I'll get rid of it. Or it'll, I'll it'll, adapt it to something else. It'll evolve into something Season else. two, maybe. Better? Nope. Warmer? Nope. Colder. Okay. Colder. Okay. We'll work on it. Okay, good. We are here. Season two. We are here. We are queer. <laughs> we are not. No. Um, we are in support of those who are. I was going to say, we are allies. Uh, um, funny. Sometimes we've been at Costco and people have, I think, probably thought we were, were together. Uh, we went viewing houses. And a <laughs> guy did. actually thought we were together. And I'm okay with that. I wasn't against it. I don't mind being the candy on your arm. Listen, if I was going to be with one guy, buddy. You know what? It's, time to, it's time to tell that story. I think it is. What a great start to see. Oh, no. Two. Have we told that story? Um, we have told that story, actually. Oh, it's the, the hard one, story the hard we haven't story. told. Oh. We can't do that this episode. That's too much. <laughs> We've said that so many times. We can't do it now. We can't do it now. It's like a 45-minute story. But that's a good condensing, given that it was like six hours of time. Mm. 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 Um, you know what? I'm, I'm excited to be back. Me We've too. been off for three weeks. It was a great break. Three weeks? Yeah. Mm. Two and a half. Two and a half. Um, it was a great break, yep. but it made me go... I want to do explain it again. Yeah. At I no point it. was I like, oh, God, I'm going to do that oh, again. Oh, I've got to go do research. No, I did think that. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, I will say this week, I actually enjoyed doing the research. Well, when I actually nice. sat down and like started doing it, it was like refreshing. New year, new you. Yeah, new year, new me. Yeah. I I did too, actually. Yeah. It's the it's like anything. It's the act of going to do it. The sucks. second you start, yeah. you're fine. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. I spent more time this week on my research than I have ever spent on any topic to date. Wow. Yeah. What was the longest one you've done in season one as a recap? What do you mean? Like, what's the most amount of time you spent on a topic during season one? We didn't start the fire. Hands <laughs> down. <laughs> that one. I mean, there wasn't one topic. No. But that was... That was a lot. Yeah, actually, I spent longer on that. But it depends. Yes, we broke into two episodes. Yeah, and also I remember when we were like, "We can do this in one episode. That's not going to be a problem." It was like each 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 topic is normally like seven to ten pages. Yeah. Nope. We were like thirty five pages. I was like, "Buddy, we got yeah. to cut this." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was lengthy, but enjoyable. But enjoyable. I, I spent a lot of time it. on um, what's his nibs, uh, Genghis Khan. Oh yeah, you know what? My favorite. I spent a lot of time on that. Yeah, that game. was my favorite. And I also love Franz Ferdinand. I still think about that guy in the puddle. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the hardest I laughed in a long time. Yeah, tried to kill himself, took a pill, didn't work, <laughs> jumped off the bridge, didn't work. <laughs> so good. Oh. Um, how was your Christmas? My Christmas was lovely, actually. Yes, as was mine. Yeah, I was very busy with work, so taking a break from uh, Splainham was nice, but it was missed. Yes. Yeah. See, I, since Christmas Eve, since church ended on Christmas Eve, I've been off completely for until next week well deserved yep yeah busy man busy man and you know it's just nice like having said that there's days where i'm like i'm ready to go back to work now because Mm -hmm. it's like it's more exhausting being home with two children honestly but 
you also get lovely moments don't you throughout yes. so that's nice too um but yeah no it was a good little break i hope everybody had a great christmas and a yes. great new year's it was a weird one a great holiday whatever you celebrate holiday this season year um and you know it's we're in a new year it's gone to shit again if you're following the, the news in the states my right now god, tonight today oh my god oh. just riots at the crown not what the crown was it called the capitol building capital capital confederation did building. you see the picture of the police officers inside with yeah. the guns pointed at the window uh-huh. and the guy trying to break in through yeah insane lunacy we said this was gonna happen we did yeah we predicted it Nobody listened. Oh, God. If more people listened to us, what a wonderful <laughs> world it would be. Unclear. Um, you know, one thing I did do over the Christmas holidays that I've yet to tell you and talk to you about. Oh. Watched almost all of the Indiana Jones movies. <gasps> you did! Don't get too excited. You didn't like them. They're not great. Okay. First off, they are filmed in the 80s. Yeah. And not only is the cinematography... Linked to the eighties, no, that I. But so okay is the dialogue and the whole like plot points and everything. It's very yeah. dated. Like each it's one is like dated. damsel in distress, and yeah. he's like it, it's very like misogynistic in in a lot of ways. So the tone yeah. isn't right. Yeah, but it's still Harrison Ford, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. Like and like in terms of plot points too. In terms of like. Oh, we just escaped this thing. Here comes the other thing with a bunch of monkeys. Or like, yeah. every single time they go into a cave, it's filled with a lot of one Snakes, animal. Yes. Well, no, but any it, every time it's a different animal. Yeah. But it's, it's chinched with scorpions. It's chinched with spiders. It's chinched with snakes. I'm like, well, we Indiana, get it. Indiana Jones doesn't like snakes. Just so you know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but like every time it's a new it's a new animal and you're just like, okay. Yeah, they're, they're freshening it up, buddy. They can't have the same but animal the, every time. But it's, the it's same, too predictable. Every time is the same thing. Anyway, I didn't realize like how in-depth they go of like all like the artifacts of each movie. It's like, yeah. oh, it's that. It's the Ark of the Covenant. It's the Holy yeah, Grail. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it wasn't. As much as I say, okay, it wasn't great. Like, I'll never watch them again. But I did enjoy them while watching them. Even though at times I was like, ugh. I wasn't, at no point was I like, I'm going to turn it off and not finish it. Catherine couldn't get through it. Yeah. Not one. Yeah. Like, we were like 20 minutes in. She was like, do we seriously have to watch this? I'm midway through the last one with... um, The Crystal Skull with Charlotte LeBeau. Yeah. And I'm enjoying this one more than I have the others. (sighs) It's not great, buddy. The other ones aren't great. But this one was filmed in the 2000s. It doesn't have an excuse to be as bad as the one in the 80s. Everything that makes mm. the first three bad, you can be like, that's 80s. Disagree. Because there are movies from the 50s that have amazing plots. Do you know what I mean? I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't want It's not, uh, not going to be my new favorite series. Okay. No. I will respectfully. Yeah. But um, I'm happy I watched them. Me and too. like, and I was like, "Oh yeah, right, Kalima. That's what this is yeah. from." Like, Kalima. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no. That upsets me that you don't like it. <clears throat> Remember earlier how I said if there was a guy that I'd like to be with? It's Indiana Jones now. It's Indiana Jones now. Okay. Well, he's alive, is he? Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Yes. Although he continuously crashes planes in Florida. <laughs> yeah. He continuously does it. He he he. It's his, Florida. It's. What are you gonna do? Honestly, if there was Thomas Foolery, yeah, Harrison Ford would find it. Throwing out like people living in the plane wreckage. Oh god. Um, but yeah. So anyway, I'm. But I'm glad I did it. I like. I like watching. Um, what are they called? Like not trilogy, because not a trilogy, but like 
like a series, like movie series. Yeah, 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 I yeah, really yeah. enjoy that concept as a whole. I could not agree so more. So for that alone, I was like, I'm going to get all through all of these regardless of how I feel about them. Yeah. Because you get the budget of a major like cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. But you get the character development and the plot momentum of like a TV series. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway. Anyways, I'm happy that you did that. I'm yeah, sad of the outcome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to finishing the last one. Right, the crystal stone. Yeah, I'm about, ha- <laughs> <that's> <laughs> I'm about halfway through. I've been watching them while I put Oliver down for naps or for bed, but he's not sleeping well. So now I'm deciding I to probably put on, shouldn't put do- on Indiana Jones and hopes he falls asleep. Yeah, like I shouldn't be watching TV <laughs> while putting him down. I think that's part of the problem that he's not going to sleep well. Oh, too much stimuli. I think he's so. enjoying it too much. I think so. It's too good of a movie, buddy. That's what it is. He's yeah. old, so he loves the he lives for the eighties. He lives for the eighties. I yeah. mean, don't we all? Uh, so let's kick off season two, buddy. What do you think? Kick it in the face. Kick it in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're starting off uh, season two with ascending straight out the gate. Straight out the gate. Straight you know what? Gate. You you talk, we listen. Yeah. You personally, Jeff, you talk right now, and we'll all listen. Myself and good. the listeners, but also you, oh. the sender inner. Send you send it in, and we will. We listen. We we react. I didn't get that the first time you said it. Well, that's why I explained it. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you for explaining it to me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be here all night. Are we out of the groove? I think so. <laughs> Are you limbering up? I'm limbering. I'm, I'm trying to move the shoulders a little bit. Uh, so this week's topic is brought to you by Leah McDonald. And she has sent in a few. Yeah. And she just always sends in such great ones. We're like, okay, gotta here we do go. It. Gotta I, do it. I love it. And actually a lot of the, t- and that's my favorite part about the send-ins is that we know how stupid we are, but you guys are discovering how stupid we actually are because the more stuff you send in, we're like, oh yeah, we actually don't know about that either. So the list of our idiocy continues. But to the other end of that, Oh. is people are sending things because they don't know them. Yes. So it makes us feel like maybe we're not so stupid. Maybe there's things we're not supposed to know and that we all need to learn about as a community. Thanks, buddy. And that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Proceed. So here we go. Uh, so Leah asked us about blood. Very specific. Um, you know, what is blood? Why is it important? What is blood? <laughs> Please don't, <laughs> don't hurt me. <laughs> um, you know, what are the functions of blood in your body? And more importantly, why does blood appear blue and red? What is right. the deal with that? What is the deal with that? Because that is a topic of discussion. And also blood types. Like why... Yes, blood types as well. Why are some people have certain types? Yeah. Well, I can't answer that, but we'll go into the blood types. Well, I mean... <laughs> So, Leah, can't answer your question. We're going to move right on. No, 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 I can't. I oh. mean, I just can't go into the deep... I can go into the different... T- Anyways, let's just dive in. Because <laughs> I'm curious about that, okay. Jeff. Cool. What is blood and why is it important? Blood is one of the most, and to me, one of the most fascinating parts of the human body. That, similar to the brain, shares a very similar and unfortunate trait. Okay. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate, you say? Unfortunate. Science has allowed us to recreate, reproduce, and mimic certain functions of the human body if they were to become impaired, injured, or just need replacing, such as uh, we have implants to keep hearts beating, replacing hearts altogether. Uh, We have steel rods and screws to mimic bones, joints, drugs to replace hormones, antibiotics to assist our immune system, filters to transfuse blood and pick up the slack from our livers and kidneys. Um, This is ignoring all of the major works being completed with 3D printing and stem cell research. The majority of our body's functionality can now be artificially replaced. Right. Yeah. Except... 
for our brains and our blood. All right. Hence, I'm donating blood tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Because people need, you can replace it with other people's blood. Yeah, Evan, it's in you to give. And it is. Scientists, as of now, have not been able to recreate another means to replace blood in the human body, other than the natural promotion of blood in the body, or through transfusion from donors. Right. Blood is so important and specific in its duties that we have not been able to recreate a synthetic version to replace or enhance it yet. Right. Well, enhance it through doping and stuff like that, but I mean enhance it uh, in in good, positive means. Right. So, what is blood? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Blood is indeed thicker than water, thinner than paint. It is the meal. <laughs> is that an expression? No, I just made it up. It is thicker the... than water, isn't it? I said it's like it's, it's like indeed, talking about like it's thicker. Blood is thicker than water. Yeah, but don't they say that about like family right. members and stuff? It's like blood. It's like you know, you got to stick with your family because they're all you got. Blood is thicker than water. It's thicker than. I don't think they say thinner than paint. I just said I made that <laughs> up. But is it thinner than paint thinner? Uh, ooh. ooh. Uh, drink thin painter to get thin blooder. <laughs> okay. Blood is indeed it thicker. like you got hit on the head. Blood is indeed thicker than water, thinner than paint. It is oh, yeah, the, you had to repeat it. Go on. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm trying to get the phrasing out. Sure. But you've ruined it now again. Say it again. I'll ruin it a third time. <laughs> it is the meal of choice for vampires and female mosquitoes. <laughs> It is red, sticky, and a little salty. Even this is metallic. <laughs> you needed to get this sentence out. This is the one you needed to keep going back on. <laughs> Should I end it? This entire thing is just this. <laughs> Speaking of vampires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to that amazing episode. Blood comes in eight different types and accounts for almost 8% of your overall body weight. Mm. Technically, there are 35 human blood group systems, but for our purposes and transfusion purposes, there are eight. Okay. The average male carries around 12 pints of blood and about 15 pints of beer, while the (laughs) average female has around nine. Blood is a type of connective tissue, which means it's made of living cells suspended in a non-living matrix, which is referred to as plasma. Oh! Blood's main function is to transport and distribute oxygen, nutrients, waste products, and hormones throughout the body. Okay. As a result of doing these things, it also helps regulate and maintain body temperature, pH levels, uh, plus it protects you from infection as well as the loss of blood itself. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Blood has four main components. Okay. Plasma, red blood cells, white blood cells, and platelets. Bring me right back to the magic school bus. I mentioned that later. Miss Frizzle screwed us all. The blood that runs through the veins, arteries, and capillaries. (laughs) Did she? (laughs) (laughs) Miss Frizzle. (laughs) 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 All right. The blood that runs through the veins, arteries, and capillaries are known as whole blood. A mixture of about 55% plasma and 45% blood cells. Okay. So plasma, the liquid component of blood, it is a mixture of water, sugar, fat, protein, and salts. Mm-hmm. The main job of the plasma is to simply transport the blood cells throughout the body along with nutrients, waste products, antibodies, clotting proteins, chemical messengers such as hormones, and proteins that help maintain the body's fluid balance. Okay. The red blood cells, also known as erythro- oh, man. erythrocytes. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Or RBCs. 
the Royal Bank of Canada. <laughs> Known for their bright red color, red cells are the most abundant cell in the body, accounting for about 40 to 45% of its volume. The shape of a red blood cell is a biconcave disc with a flattened center. Again, from the Magic School Bus. Magic School Bus, yeah. In other words, both faces of the disc have a shallow bowl, um, like indentations. Kind of looks like a donut. Yeah. But they don't meet. Like they and don't There's open no hole up. in the Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so production of a red blood cell is controlled by uh, erythropoietins. Yeah, maybe. A hormone produced primarily by the kidneys. Red blood cells start as immature cells, like yourself, in the bone <laughs> marrow, and after approximately seven days of maturation, are released into the bloodstream. Okay. They start in your bones? Is this what you just said? Bone marrow. That's where blood comes from. Bone marrow. Did not know this. Yeah, that's where the red blood cells. They like form. ooze out of your bones. Ew. Well, how else do they get out? I don't know. Bye. But um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'll quickly throw it in. They are one of the only things that are considered like cells that don't have a nucleus. Okay. Yeah. Most uh, like single cell or double cell organisms will have a nuclei. Right. Um, blood cells do not. They're so like, this is what we do. This is how we do it. And this is why we do it. We don't need nucleus. Sure. Yeah. Unlike many other cells, there we go. Jesus Christ was literally the next sentence. (laughs) Unlike many other cells, red blood cells have no nucleus and can easily change shape, helping them fit through the various blood vessels in your body. However, while the lack of a nucleus made, (laughs) so funny, makes a red blood cell more flexible, it also limits the life of the cell as it travels through the smallest blood vessels. Okay. Damaging the cell's membranes and depleting its energy supplies. The red blood cell survives on an average of 120 days. It's crazy to think that something on such a small scale has like a lifespan. Uh-huh, like a shelf life. Like it's been injured by squeezing through something. You're like, like that's what you just said. Yep. Like it damages the membranes. I'm like, yeah, but it's a blood cell. It's so small. Yep. And yet they can see that it's concave by mm-hmm. looking at it through a telescope. Yep. Nope. Microscope. Microscope. What did you say telescope? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> What's that blood cell doing in space? <laughs> the white blood cell. Why gotta be white? Mm-hmm. Also called leukocytes. Uh, white blood cells protect the body from infection. They are much fewer in number than the red blood cells, accounting for about 1% of your blood. The most common type of white blood cell is the neutrophil. Uh, <laughs> sounds sounds like, like, a, like face cream. <laughs> or like a supplement that you'd feed your children who have like low iron. <laughs> have your neutrophil with your breakfast now before you go to school. <laughs> we don't want you concave and like the red blood cells. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the neutrophil are kind of like the immediate response team. Uh, the cell, and they account for about 55 to 70% of all total white blood cell counts. Okay. Each neutrophil lives less than a day. Oh. Yeah, so your bone marrow mu- uh, must constantly make new neutrophils to maintain protection against infection. So people who need like a bone marrow transplant have like the worst immune system possible. Uh, because I, their bone marrow is not producing these things. I don't know if I can answer that question. Right. But like maybe. But which is why bone marrow cancer is like one of the worst. Yeah. Because it literally produces the blood which travels through the body. Right. Um, Transfusion of neutrophils is generally not effective since they do not remain in the body for very long. The other major type of red blood cell is the lymphocyte. 
There are two main populations of these cells. T lymphocytes help regulate the function of other immune cells and directly attack various infected cells and tumors. B lymphocytes make antibodies, which are proteins that specifically target bacteria, viruses, and other foreign materials. What? We've heard a lot about um, the word antibodies lately mm-hmm. with the new vaccine coming out for COVID-19. Yes. Uh, platelets which is the last form, right. um, also known as thrombocytes. <laughs> Unlike red and white blood cells, platelets are not actually cells, but rather small fragments of cells. Okay. Platelets help the blood clotting process or coagulation by gathering at the site of an injury, sticking to the lining of the injured blood vessel and forming a platform on which blood coagulation can occur. This results in the formation of a fibrin clot, which covers the wound, and prevents blood from leaking out. I don't like that. Leaking out. Right. So it's Sounds like, like a leaky pipe. Right. So if you are a... Um, Cut. Yeah. Uh, but what's the name on the disease of people who bleed out? Yeah. So... Um, oh, my God. Uh, uh, hemophiliac. Hemophiliac. Yeah. You don't have platelets. Or like... You, you do have, really have bad a, platelets. Exactly. But right. less than, yeah. Yeah. Um, a higher than normal number of platelets can cause unnecessary clotting, which can lead to strokes and heart attacks. Oh. However, thanks to advanced um, advancements sorry, made in antiplatelet therapies, there are gesundheit, gesundheit. Thank you. There are treatments available to help pre- prevent these potentially fatal events. Conversely, lower than normal counts can lead to extensive bleeding. Hemophilia. Right. Yeah. So now that you know a little bit about the blood, mm-hmm. what are the functions of your blood in the body? So like I said, the main one is going to be transferring oxygen. So Mm -hmm. all red blood cells contain a red pigment known as hemoglobin. Yes, I've heard of it. Yeah. Oxygen binds to hemoglobin and is transported around the body in that way. In tiny blood vessels in the lung, the red blood cells pick up oxygen from inhaled air and carry it through the bloodstream to all parts of the body. Okay. When they reach their goal, they release it. The cells, like muscles and organs, need oxygen for metabolism, uh, which creates carbon dioxide as a waste product. Mm-hmm. The carbon dioxide is absorbed from the cells by the blood plasma. Some of it binds to hemoglobin too, uh, and is transported back to the lungs through the bloodstream. There, it leaves the body when we exhale. Okay. Yeah. So... We breathe in air, blood takes it to the muscles and all the parts of the body. Mm. It goes, oh, thanks, boys, need that. <laughs> Spits it back out. The blood goes, thanks, boy, hop in. They like their caps, ta- taxi cabs. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, right. they drop off a fare, then they pick up a fare, and they drop the fare back off the lungs. Lungs, off to go. Great, deadly. Mm-hmm. Red blood cells can also pick up or release hydrogen and nitrogen. Mm-hmm. By picking up or releasing hydrogen, they help to keep the pH of the blood stable. When they release nitrogen, the blood vessels expand and blood pressure falls. Red blood cells live for about 120 days. When they're too old or damaged, they're broken down in the bone marrow, spleen, or liver. Okay. Yeah. So... That's one main function. Right. Another main function of blood in your body is immune functions. Right. So the white blood cells play an important role in the immune system. The different blood cells have different functions. Some fight intruders, such as bacteria, viruses, parasites, or fungi, uh, and they render Why them. would they fight off a fungi? A fungi? Let them in. Have a party, man. Uh, why would you fight off a fungi? Um, so others make antibodies which specifically target uh, foreign objects or germs like viruses. So um, 
leukocytes uh, also play a part in allergic reactions. Oh. For instance, they are the reason why people with dust mite allergy get a runny nose when they come into contact with dust. Me! Certain uh, lymphocytes, um, lymphocytes, sorry, uh, can also kill cancerous cells that have developed elsewhere in the body. Okay. Most white blood cells have a lifespan of only a few hours to several days. Wow. Some lymphocytes can stay in the body for many years, though. Okay. Yeah. So, like I said, they help to go towards immune systems. Yeah. So, now let's talk about blood clotting and wound healing. Right. Yeah. So, if you were to cut yourself, your blood will clot to close the incision to start the healing process. And clotting is just like the, the platelets sticking together. Pretty much. Okay. The platelets thankfully do not clot on their own when just flowing through the bloodstream. Uh, when the endothelial cells lining a blood vessel tear. Tear? The, tear. Yeah, I said tear they, when they tear. Yeah. But it's spelled the same. It is. It's a synonym, <laughs> yep. Uh, when they tear, the underlying collagen fibers are suddenly exposed. Yeah. They chemically react with the platelets, turning them sticky and glue-like at the scene of the injury. Mm. is then reinforced in the form of fibrin threads, which are protein strands that join together to make a mesh that traps more platelets and blood cells. And this happens like within seconds. Instantaneously. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, the threads pull the opposite sides of your wound together, closing it. Over a few days, the blood vessel heals and the blood clot dissolves. It's insane. It's actually it's insane. really insane. You cut your finger, and the part of the tissue that was normally like there, yeah. because it was opened, yeah. it exposed a chemical reaction to the platelets. They're just free flowing. They're yeah. like, "We're fun guys," <laughs> and then one day they're like, "Ah, oh, shit, it's a tear!" And then band just... together, <laughs> and they all just like, "Whoa!" They get, out, they get out their lassos and they start making the strands across and pull each side and together. Honestly, and heave. <laughs> I love it. And that's what they do. That's amazing. Yeah, it is pretty great. Uh, and then let's talk about the last function that okay. the blood has, which is the circulatory transportation system. Mm. Hormones, antibiotics, nutrients, proteins, etc. All take the well-oiled public transit system. That is your circulatory system. Mm. They do this in order to get to their targeted cells, muscles, and organs. Yeah. The circulatory system is the tracks. Your blood is the train. Right. And all the things we put into our bodies, things that our bodies create, or things that we no longer need, are the passengers. Right. And so it is the main means of transportation. And it's the metro bus. pizza just got off of the train and climbed into the blood. And, <laughs> and a little more protein just got <laughs> off of the blood. <laughs> Sun time, everybody. Ah, yeah, all right. We got a, we got a, we got an act starting tonight at eleven o'clock. <laughs> Cabaret performance. I'm uh, not against it. <laughs> a sun time review with lyrics rewritten for bodily functions. <laughs> um. So that explains what blood is, what it does, why it's important. Mm -hmm. Why is it blue, Evan? It's not. Dun, dun, dun. Well, you said the thing about the red cells. I thought, before now, uh -huh. if I'm being honest, I thought blood was blue. Like, sometimes it's blue when you look at your veins or whatever, mm -hmm. until oxygen hit it. And then it changed. It, there was some reaction that happened. But you just told me about the red cells that have a pigment in them that make them red. Mm -hmm. So they're always red. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So human blood is red okay. because of the protein hemoglobin. 
which contains a red-colored compound called hema. Okay. That's crucial for carrying oxygen through your bloodstream. Okay. Okay, so hema contains an iron atom, which binds to the oxygen. Mm -hmm. It's this molecule that transports the oxygen from the lungs to the parts of the body. Okay. Chemicals appear particular colors to our eyes based on the wavelengths of light they reflect. Now we're going back to wavelengths, baby! <laughs> I wish we weren't. <laughs> I feel like we've been there a lot. I'm already seasick. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Hemoglobin bound to oxygen absorbs blue-green light. Which means that it reflects red and orange light into our eyes, which makes it appear red. Okay. That's why blood turns bright cherry red when oxygen binds to its iron. Okay. Without oxygen connected, blood is a darker red color. Okay. So you're incorrect with your initial thought. So, but why when I look at my arm are my veins blue? Sometimes blood can look blue through our skin. Maybe you've heard that blood is blue in our veins because we've headed back to because the sorry because the blood is headed back to the lungs. It lacks the oxygen. Right. But this is wrong. Human blood is never blue. The bluish color of veins is only an optical illusion. Really? Blue light does not penetrate as far into tissue as red light does. If the blood vessel is sufficiently deep, your eyes will see more blue than red light reflected uh so due to the blood's partial absorption of the red wavelengths so it so like my arm might look more blue than yours based on how deep the vein is actually in the arm like look how blue mine is yeah she deep i guess i don't know so the deeper it is the bluer it looks that maybe yeah weird and uh -huh. like yeah because there's a spot there that looks purple which yeah. is obviously a little bit more red exactly yeah yeah because i think it also it plays into a little bit of how transparent you are like because <laughs> not like transparent. Well, you're like marty mcfly's mom and dad <laughs> yeah when you're casper the friendly ghost <laughs> i meant like white like me Right, like pasty. If you're, if you're pasty. Yeah, right. not transparent. <laughs> uh, so that would also actually have a big effect on it as well. Um, cool. Because how the light will come That's out fascinating. Yeah. That's not at all what I thought the answer was. No, so the common misconception comes from bluish tints of veins in your arms. Uh, the all too confusing yet informing map of the human body shown in textbooks and science classes. These maps, excuse me, they map out the CNS the PNS, and showed the circulatory system, which is the natural flow of blood and oxygen throughout the body. Right. Arteries are usually labeled as red. Veins are usually labeled as blue. Just for, like, distinction. Exactly. Simply just to distinguish the two. Wow. The classic Magic School Bus episode where they show how the body transports oxygen throughout the body and the blood cells turn blue once they dump off the oxygen to the muscles can also be incredibly misleading. Right. Again, they're just showing the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that explains that it's not actually blue, Leah. It's red the whole time. Cool. Yeah. So let's talk about the types of blood. Please do. Yeah. So there are four main blood types in the human body. Right. A, B, AB, and O. Yep. They all do the job equally well. They all exist in everybody? No. No, no. no. You are one or the other. Yes. You yeah. are one A, B, AB, or O. Yeah. They all do the job equally well, mm -hmm. and there is no major advantage or disadvantage against each other. Right. That's it. They simply just have a different flavor. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it is directly related to your immune system, nothing else. 
All the cells in your body have a plasma membrane with specialized glycoprotein markers on them that act like name tags or labels. Okay. These markers are your antigens. Okay? Mm-hmm. Your immune system is totally okay with your particular antigens. Right. But if it detects antigens from someone else's cells, including viruses and bacteria, then it will send out antibodies right. to bind to those markers, often to tag them to be demolished and destroyed right. by the immune system. Right. Okay? So your red blood cells have specialized antigens on them called agglutinogens. Okay. Agglutinogens. Agglutinogens. Agamemnon. Agamemnon. So these things activate antibodies that work by binding invading cells to each other, which causes coagulation. Which is a great word. Coagulation. So good. Coagulation. Because it's coag, right? Not quag. Well, yeah. No, but like it's spelled C O A. Yeah, no, no, it's not Q. Coagulation. Yeah, I like it. Coagulation. It's a good word. Coagulation. Yeah. Um, Which agglutinogens? you have on your <laughs> erythrocytes defines your blood type. Okay? <laughs> sure, whatever that sentence they, <laughs> They're classified in two different ways. Simply A or B. Okay. Okay? Your blood can either have one... True or false. <laughs> your blood can either have one or the other or both. Okay. Okay? Uh, or it could technically have neither of these molecules and could be then labeled as O. Right. Okay. Oh. Oh. No. <laughs> oh no. So the name of your blood type refers to what kind you have or the one that you don't have. So right. A type has A antigens. B type has B antigens. AB has both. Mm-hmm. And O has neither. Okay. Okay. If you have either of these antigens and you are given the appropriate blood type to your to your letter, mm. you will be fine. Right. If you're given the wrong blood, your body will start to refuse the blood and target it for attack right. because the antigens are labeled for antibodies. So you might be, if you're going to answer this, stop me. But if you're an A type, you can be given to an AB person. If you're a B type, you can be given to an AB person, but you couldn't give an AB to a B because they would reject the A. Does that make sense? Like, let me keep going. Okay, cool. Um, A, B are considered universal recipients. Yes, this is what I am. Yeah, because they can receive any type of blood and be okay. Yeah, because they both because they have both the antigens mm-hmm. A and B, yeah. uh, and therefore there are no antibodies for either. So they accept A, B, A, B, or O. Right. So A, B is perfectly fine. Everybody can accept O, right? Technically, yes. Yeah. yeah. O type doesn't have an A or a B right. antigen. Universal donor. Yeah, so those folks have antibodies for both. Right. Uh, that means they can only accept other O blood types. Yes. So if someone gives them an A, they reject it. B, they reject it. They can yes. only A, B, they reject it. It's got to yes. be O. Right. Yeah, that's the thing with O's. Right? They, can, they can't accept anything but O's, but they, they can, can give, give to everybody. Exactly. Right. Because it does not have any antigens, it can be mixed with any type of blood and not get attacked. Therefore, it's called, exactly like you said, a universal donor. Right. There is a whole other set of antigens that have a totally different protocol. Okay. These are uh, the rhesus, or RH, antigens, named after the monkey they were first identified in. (laughs) 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 Similar 
Similar to the AB antigen, you either have the RH antigen, in which case you are RH positive, mm. or you do not have the antigen, in which you are RH negative. Okay. Most of the population is RH positive. There are very few who are RH negative, but they do exist. Okay. So they don't have the anti-RH antibodies, which means they cannot accept either positive or negative blood. Negative types should just stick to negative. I see. Yeah. Okay. Negative types of RH can actually tolerate positive blood, but only one time in their life. Really? After that, they actually start to form antibodies that target the RH positive antigens, which means they can never accept positive blood again. But how, like, okay, let's say you got in a car accident and mm -hmm. you're a negative person. And they were like, we don't know whether he's had this or not. Then they can't take the risk. Although, like, because if in that kind of an emergency, I don't think they'd be able to get the tests back fast enough to find the antibodies that had been created from the first time. Right. But yeah, you're totally right. Because they might be able to save you with the blood that they have. We're not that's sure. That's why the majority of blood that is given is O negative. Well, that's not true. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Because it's the rarest blood type. They want no, that as much as they can. O negative is not the rarest. Yeah, it is. It's not rarest. It's the most sought after. It's not the rarest. I think it is. No, rarest and most sought after. That's what I discovered. Are two so what's the things. rarest? Rarest is like AB negative. Like there's like nobody in the world that's AB negative. Or like AB positive. Like it's it's weird. There's like I'm no. I'm AB positive. Oh, well, then maybe you're like rare. I'm not though. I, I, I'm common, aren't I? Aren't I the one that's common? And that. A lot of people are O. There's a higher percentage of O people in the world than there are of A or B or AB. Oh. Yep. Yep. If you actually so, go on. But they're the, so desperate for those people all the time. Because that's what I'm saying. It's not rare, it's sought after. Oh. Because you can give O negative to anybody. Mm -hmm. Because O negative goes against the RH yeah. and against the AB. Right. So you can literally give it to anybody and you're perfectly right. fine. So that's and you're, But the there are a lot of those people? No, there's not a lot of O, o negatives, but right. there's, there's a lot of O positives. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. But that's why if you're an O negative, they're yeah. like, gimme, gimme, that's gimme. That's what I meant. Yeah. Those people, are they try and find them. Because they try to yeah. find them and seek them out. Because yeah. those are the people who are like, you just got into a car accident. You're about to bleed out. Yeah. We don't have time to find out what blood type you are or yeah. if you've had the negative and the positive and stuff. Yeah. Um, this whole negative once thing for the RH can actually be a problem for negative RH mothers giving birth to a positive RH child. Oh. And there is some blood exchange. Right. It's okay that one time, but any other subsequent births of a positive child shall need a rogum serum injection that contains anti-RH antigens to block the mother's immune system from attacking her own body. Wow. Simply from just having the child and mixes the blood and like... Gets... And for the first child, it's fine. For the first child, it's fine. Wild. You get one, buddy. Since the presence of AB antigens are controlled by different genes than the RH antigens, we end up with eight different blood types. Right. Four separate groups, each with their own two oh. variations. Yeah. A positive, A negative, B positive, B negative, AB positive, AB negative, O positive, O negative. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the tale of the eight brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually did a little bit of diving into how the blood types are transferred and like heretics and kind of how that kind of goes. Um, what do you mean? 
like heredity because blood types go through heredity like if the the male and female chromosomes so like if the male is o and the female is a right statistically it's like 50 percent they can oh, be o. oh i see what you're saying the it child is, would be blank it is a mess of statistics right and it's very hard to follow right yeah um but yeah there's blood for you leah cool hope you kind of learn a little bit about that I like that. Yeah. That is that is. I can see why you enjoy researching it. Yeah. Because that is really interesting. Yeah. Um. Now, Jeff. What? Do you want to take a little break? Why not? Cue break music. Cue break music. Welcome back to Splainin'. Episode one of season two. How was your break? Uh, I mean, it was it was all right. It was lovely music. It was really great. Did you write it? I c- composed it, yeah. Good, excellent. Yeah, it uh, is brand new. Yeah. And, you know, I thought once I hit the 23-minute mark, I was like, maybe this is a little long. <laughs> yeah, the but- A prime prime. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the return of the Decapo section yeah. <laughs> did feel a little um, gratuitous, yeah, but I thought, gratuitous. you know, you know what? Perhaps what was needed, Indeed. you know, because it had been twenty minutes since you heard that theme. It's so, been twenty minutes since I've heard the theme. So Absolutely. why not bring it back? You know, why not bring it back? Yeah. So we are back, Evan. Explain something to me, would you? I'm going to explain to you for something completely different, as we like to do. Princess Diana. Ooh, Diana, Princess of Wales. And Orcas. <laughs> Little bit of a Diana Downer, not going to lie. Debbie, oh, well done. Yeah, but uh, also not. Kind of, it is. Firstly, as I've said before, I'll say it again. Watch The Crown. Jeff, watch The Crown. Everyone, watch The Crown. The Crown, great TV show. You know what? You watched Indiana Jones, so I will watch eight hours of The Crown. If you do, you'll watch all of it, because it's so good. We'll see. Um, the actress who plays Princess Diana looks exactly like her and acts exactly like her it's insane imagine the amount of people that they auditioned who looked like her but were the shits of yeah. acting oh yeah but then acted like like her like her yeah. like her mannerisms yeah. but then looked like shit oh she's got her mannerisms down um it, and it's just such a good show like it's a historical with a little of like a why let the truth get in the way of a good story kind of vibe mm-hmm. which is exactly what you want they're my favorite kind of yeah. stories so <laughs> diana francis spencer francis Bo- Yep. We yes. Should same middle same name. Middle name. Uh, born. July- I am Diana. <laughs> born July first, nineteen sixty one, was the first wife of Charles, Prince of Wales, heir to the throne, and the mother of Prince William and Prince Harry, as we all know. I always thought that Diana was a commoner that Charles met somewhere, but tis not the case. No. No. She was born into British nobility and actually grew up. Um, close to the royal family on the Sandringham estate, which is in Norfolk, England, and owned by the royal family. So they just have, like, the royal family has, like, lots of land all over the place. Sure. And different people live in, like, the castles that they own. Sure. Who are, like... um, Friends of the family. Well, in a way, yeah. So, like, her father was the eighth Earl Spencer. Earl Spencer. So he was, like, an Earl. Spencer. Yeah, but like people, you know, people are earls, like the Earl of Winchester, the Earl of whatever. He's the Earl Spencer. Never heard of that. Well, that's the thing. So their last name is Spencer. He's the Earl Spencer. His first name wasn't Earl. What's his first name? 
I don't know. Earl John. <laughs> um, <laughs> her grandmothers had served as ladies-in-waiting to Queen Elizabeth, the Queen's mother. Okay. Like the current Queen's mother. Sure. Which is sort of like a personal assistant, secretary, <laughs> confidant. It's like you've heard like in older medieval times, like a noblewoman. Yeah. Which is somebody who, like of a lower rank than the person we're talking about. Yeah. Who like attended to them, basically. But like almost like a trustee. Not a trustee, but like... Confidant. Yeah, confidant. Confidant. Um, but basically like the group of girls she hung out with. Because like as the queen at the time, like, you know, the queen's mother was married to King Edward. Like she can't just go hang out with whoever she wants. She has to hang out with like other nobility-ish people. Yeah. So like Diana's grandmothers were those people. They were like... The wives of earls and whatever, right? Um, so Diana met Charles when she was 16, and he was dating her older sister. <gasps> I know. Scandal. Scandal. Over the next couple of years, he took an interest to Diana, and the rest is her story. They were married on July 29th, 1981. Diana was 20. A global audience of 750,000 watching. During the ceremony, she did not say she would obey him. The traditional vow was left out of the couple's request. Um, typically, is when that you say in like, normal English weddings or just yeah. with the nobility? I, I don't. I don't know. I th- definitely with the nobility, maybe in general, that I will like honor blank and obey. Ugh, yeah, that's they, bleak. She was the first one to be like, not saying that, mm-hmm. and she didn't. And um, when Prince William got married, her son Kate Middleton also said exactly what Diana said. She didn't say obey. She said verbatim what Diana said. Touching. Touching. Uh, In 1982, pregnant with her first child... um, Oh, sorry. I skipped something. Unfortunately, so they get married. The relationship was always strained. The royal family is not exactly the most welcoming. And as you watch The Crown, you'll, you'll get that. Because they're sort of like... There's a way to do things, and The Crown is not like... It's a complicated thing, which I never really understood until watching the show. But like, when something happens in England... Or, like, with government or whatever. It's not the Crown's duty to show emotion about it. Yeah, they're supposed to say indifferent. Yeah, and, like, not even they. Like, the cr- the Crown is the Queen. Yes, you right? said that it, when you dis- uh, discussed... The uh, royal the family. Queen. Yeah. yeah, and the royal family. Um, yeah, so... And also the fact uh, with Tr- Charles was 12 years her senior. 12 years older than she was. Wow. And appears to be the most boring human on the planet. <laughs> Um, in 1982, she was pregnant with her first child. She fell down a staircase at <gasps> Sandringham, but thankfully the fetus was uninjured. This was Prince William. Oh my God. She later confessed to intentionally throwing herself down the stairs because she was feeling so inadequate. What? Uh-huh. Uh, once born, Prince William quickly became the focus of Diana's life, and she instantly became a natural mother. What? When she and Charles... Can we back up the truck? Yes. She threw herself down the staircase yeah. knowing she was pregnant. Yes. Because she felt inadequate. Correct. Woof. That was the, sort of the situation that she was in with Woof. the family and Charles. When she and Charles were to go on their major tour of Australia, because as royal family, you're meant to like tour places and tour be like, France. here we are. Like, I hope you love us because we we're like the rulers of the Commonwealth. Similar to Archduke Franz Ferdinand. He tried to tour. Yeah. Yeah. But they, you know, in their case, they didn't they, get killed. They shot him. Um, major tour of Australia and New Zealand. She insisted on bringing the baby, which although the family strongly disapproved, it was met with huge praise from the countries that they visited. They were like, look at this girl just bringing her children. Prince Harry was born 1984 during a period when Charles and Diana were apparently closest. Five years into the marriage, Charles resumes his relationship with his former girlfriend, Camilla Parker Bowles. What? Who he's now married to. <gasps> 
So he dated Camilla before he ever was with Diana. Camilla while- being uh, her older sister? No, no, no. Different woman. Different woman. Yeah. So just a, a previous girlfriend that he had. Sure. Never really fell out of love with. He dated um, her, Diana's sister, then fell in love with Diana. And went back to Camilla. And now that's who he's married to now. Like they got married like 10 years ago or whatever it was. What a rat dog. Yeah. Diana later became um, involved with Major James Hewitt, the family's former riding instructor. Wait, wait, pause. So they just openly saw other people or did they divorce? Nope. They saw other people. Just like cuz? They were like, well, we're incredibly unhappy. We don't even see each other. We're just going to start seeing other people. But like, did the world know? Yeah. Um, By night, that's where I'm going. By 1987, the cracks in the marriage and the coldness between them was becoming apparent to the public and the media. Mm. This was a couple who were probably the most famous couple in the world at the time, initially due to Prince Charles and his links to the royal family, of course. But the more the public got to see Princess Diana, the more they loved her. She had the status and the fame of the royal family, and yet none of the stuffiness. She was a regular person people could relate to and always showed everyone the most compassion. Um, Like, if you watch any like videos of her like her her reception in every country was like charles was pushed to the wayside because they were like diana we all are in love with you um as she and charles began to distance themselves she began to find confidence in her royal duties Mm. and devoted devoted much of her time to charity work she became a huge patron for the aids epidemic um, being one of the earliest public figures to destigmatize the condition by holding hands and touching patients of the disease. Because at the time, it was like, you can't touch an AIDS patient, you'll get AIDS. Yeah. Which is not, not a sure. thing. No. She was noted as saying, HIV does not make people dangerous to know. You can shake their hands and give them a hug. Heaven knows they need it. Cry then. Yeah. There's videos of her in a hospital <laughs> with a guy who has AIDS, and she just gives them a hug. And everybody's like, oh. <gasps> Because like the nurses there are like, we know that it doesn't actually do anything, but like the public all thinks. So yeah. like, and with all the cameras around and her like being the famous most famous woman in the world at the time, her hugging an AIDS patient was like, oh, this is gonna change how people feel about this. And it did. Um to Diana's dismay, she was knocked down once again by the royal family when the queen suggested she get involved in something more pleasant. Ugh. Yeah. In 1997, she met up with South African President Nelson Mandela, Ooh. at which point the two joined their charities to help people with AIDS, because in South Africa it was a huge epidemic. Yep. Uh, Mandela praised her, saying, when she stroked the limbs of someone with leprosy or sat on the bed of a man with HIV-AIDS and held his hand, she transformed public attitudes and improved the life chance of such people. Hmm. Just by doing that. Go on. No one else would. She was also the patron of Halo Trust, an organization that removes debris particularly landmines left behind by war. This was, like, one of her biggest things. Whoa. So, like, just in during war, they would plant yeah. landmines in fields. Yes. Families would go out trying to, like, get crops. And boom. Step on a landmine, and boom, they're dead. Yep. Happens um, to the best of us. Yeah. So, um, so she was, like, huge into, like, let's put money into getting those out of there safely so people don't die. Because it was just, like, something everybody just, like, turned their eyes about. Turn their eyes? Turn their heads. Uh, a few months after Blew her death, their heads. <laughs> ooh, the international campaign to ban landmines won the Nobel Peace Prize, Oh, in part due to her involvement and support. She was also a huge advocate for cancer research and treatment, as well as leprosy, helping fight stigmas and helping raise millions towards the fight on these diseases. Stephen Lee, director of the UK Institute of Charity Fundraising Managers, said... Diana's overall effect on charity is probably more significant than any other person in the 20th century. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. 
The Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh hosted a meeting with Charles and Diana, basically asking them to put their bullshit aside and just stick it out. Who said this? The Queen. Oh, and, the actual Queen. Oh, and the Duke of Edinburgh is the Queen's husband. Gotcha. Um, it did not work. Leaked tapes of phone calls between Diana and James Gibley, as well as Charles and Camilla, were published in tabloids, and the couple amicably, amicably separated in 1992. In a 1995 interview, when asked on BBC about Charles' relationship with Camilla, Diana replied, Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. <laughs> on national television. That interview proved to be the tipping point. Now, this- so when they broke up in 1995... Two, they separated. <clears throat> so 1992, they separated. Yeah. Did she remain famous and part of, like, royalty? Or when when they separated, was she, like... That's it, now you're a commoner. Nope, because they're still just separated. And also, she was never a commoner. But I'm going to tell you about that in a second. Okay. Uh, but yeah, when they're separated, they're not anything. They're just separated. So she's not any different in any way. Well, like separated as in like not divorced yet? Correct. Okay. Um, the interview proved to be the tipping point. On December 20th, the Queen sent letters to Charles and Diana advising them to divorce, which they did. But not before Diana accused Charles of having an affair with his personal assistant and former nanny... Messed up. Tiggy Leg Bork. Excuse me? That's her name. Tiggy? Tiggy. Uh, Leg. He, she said he had gotten her pregnant and forced her to abort the child. Oh. Uh, this is not necessarily true. This is what Diana said. Oh. Um, in the divorce, Diana received a lump sum of $17 million, as well as 400000 a year. Not too bad. Rough go. They funny. signed a confidentiality agreement, which prevented them from discussing details of the divorce or their married life. Diana lost her title, Her Royal Highness, and instead was called Diana, Princess of Wales. As her son was expected to ascend to the throne one day, because her son, William, would be, once Charles ascended to the throne and died, William is now the king. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was given the same precedence she was she had while married, even though they were separated. It's like, well, you were the mother of a future king, whether you're married to Charles or not. Um, apparently, the queen actually wanted Diana to continue to use her royal highness, but Charles insisted on removing it. He was always jealous because the public loved Diana and no one really cared about Charles. Uh, At one point, there's a great episode of The Crown, which is, you can watch episodes, or you can see pictures online of the actual event of this. It was Charles' birthday. They went to like this ballet because Diana was a ballet dancer when she was younger. And she says, I'm going to nip out to the bathroom now. And she takes off. And then she... He sees her come onto the stage, and she does this dance with the guy who's on stage as a birthday present to Charles. And it's like this huge thing. He explodes when they get back to the room because he's like, this is all about you. This is not about me. This wasn't a birthday gift to me. It was about you wanting to perform, whatever. And she's like, I wanted to do it for you. And anyway, it's a huge thing. It's so good. Oh, my God. It's really good. drama. Two years later after this, (laughs) Saturday, August 30th, 1997. Diana arrives in Paris on a private jet with Egyptian film producer Dodi Faid, her current lover, and son of billionaire Mohammed Al-Faid. Al-Faid owned Harrods Department Store. If you've heard of Harrods, it's like a pretty bougie department store. Nope. Um, as well as the Hotel Ritz in Paris. Mm-hmm. They were meant to go on to London, but since Prince Harry and William were still up at Balmoral Castle, which is like the castle they have out in Scotland that they vacation at, um, she called her driver and said, it's a waste of time, me coming back now, I'll wait until tomorrow. So the plan became to stay in Paris. The Ritz what, that they owned is where the couple had planned to stay that evening, but during the night they decided to leave for al apartment on Rue à Saint-Housset, a short distance from the hotel. This is the apartment that the boyfriend just owned. 
uh, always in a constant struggle with the paparazzi because, again, like the most famous woman in the world. They were constantly, yeah, everywhere she was, they were there. Yeah. Um, a decoy vehicle left the Ritz first from the main entrance, attracting a large group of the photographers. Diana and Dodie would then leave through the rear entrance in the hired black 1994 Mercedes-Benz, um, driven by deputy head of security at the Ritz, Henri Paul. Henri uh, Diana and Dodie were the rear passengers while Henri drove and Trevor Reese Jones, a bodyguard, was in the front passenger seat. None of the occupants were wearing seatbelts. Why? Foreshadowing. And here's where the story starts to change. Some witnesses say the remaining photographers outside the hotel swarmed the Mercedes upon its departure and that Henri was instructed to elude the paparazzi. At 12.23 on August 31st, so like just after midnight... Paul lost control of the vehicle at the entrance to the um, Po de l'Alma tunnel. It's like just a tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, the car struck the right-hand wall and then swerved to the left of the two-lane carriageway before it collided head-on with the 13th pillar that supported the roof of the tunnel. It then spun and hit the stone wall of the tunnel backwards, finally coming to a stop. The car was traveling at an estimated speed of 105 kilometers an hour, Woof. over twice the tunnel's 50 kilometers an hour speed limit. Great. The impact caused substantial damage to the front half of the vehicle as there was no guardrail. Witnesses arriving shortly after reported smoke, as well as photographers on motorcycles swarming the Mercedes before it entered the tunnel. With the four occupants still in the car, the photographers arrive on the scene. Some rushed to help, tried to open doors and help the victims. Within five minutes, the police and ambulance had arrived. Five of the photographers were arrested immediately. Later, two others were detained and around 20 rolls of film were taken. Police also impounded the vehicles of the photographers who were involved in the chase. Man. Yep. Reese Jones, who was the bodyguard, was still conscious and suffered only facial injuries and a head contusion. Diana was also alive in the back seat, but critically injured. She was reported to have been murmuring, oh my God, over and over. And after the photographers were pushed away by the police, she could be heard saying, leave me alone. (laughs) Diana was removed from the car at 1 a.m., she went into cardiac arrest, and f- following resuscitation, her heart started beating again. Diana was moved to the ambulance at 119, left the scene at 141, and arrived at the Petit Salpetier Hospital at 206. Faid and Paul, the driver, were declared dead at the scene. So her boyfriend and the driver were dead at the scene. Paul, the driver, was later found to have a blood alcohol level of 1.75 grams per liter of blood, 3.5 times the legal limit in France equivalent to about 2.2 times the legal limit in Canada and the U.S. So apparently France has a little bit stricter rules. Good. Once she got to the hospital, uh, doctors found her heart had been displaced to the right side of her chest. In the crash, just like her heart literally moved. In Remember when I said that? Yeah, yeah. I do, actually. Yep. Yeah, you didn't believe me. No, I didn't. It tore the pulmonary vein and the peri- pericardium. Mm-hmm. I told you that. Good. Despite the attempts to save her, she died at approximately 4 a.m. At 1700, so 5 p.m. the next day, Prince Charles arrives at the hospital, thanks the doctors for trying to save her life, and accompanies the body home. Initial reports stated that the car collided with the pillar at 190 kilometers an hour, Woof. and that the speedometer's needle had jammed at that position, but it was later announced the car speed was at the reported 110 kilometers an hour, but still double the speed limit. Still way too fast. Many, including Diana's brother, blamed the media for her death. Uh, an 18-month French judicial investigation concluded in 1999 that the crash was caused by Paul, who lost control at high speed while intoxicated, and said that paparazzi weren't involved. Although she was divorced from Prince Charles, her funeral was a state funeral, held at Westminster Abbey on September 6th. 
Three million mourners and onlookers showed up outside the Abbey and in Hyde Park. First Lady Hillary Clinton was there. Her celebrity friends were there, Pavarotti, George Michael, and of course Elton John, who sang his rewritten version of Candle in the Wind. Do you know this version? No. Oh, so instead, normally it's about Marilyn Monroe, right? Yeah. The, he has a remastered version, which is lyrics about Diana that he sang her funeral never, ever again, called Goodbye England's Rose. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, he was really good friends with her. Um, at the funeral, Earl Spencer, um, who is now her brother because her father had died, so her brother became Earl Spencer. The Earl of Spencer, but they just call it Earl Spencer. Sure. His name's not Earl. That's not at all confusing, but yeah, keep yeah. going. Uh, Diana's brother gave a speech criticizing the press and indirectly the royal family for their treatment of Diana. It was like a very powerful speech. Mm. And like at a funeral, just be like, Mm-mm, you go mm, yourself. Yep. Go uh, mm, yourself. And when he finished, those inside the church could hear a sound. One of Diana's friends inside the church described it as the sound of leaves rustling or water running. After a while, it became clear it was the sound of thousands of people outside the Abbey who had been watching it on the giant projected screens applauding. But everybody in the church was like, what's that sound? Like tens and hundreds of thousands of people applauding. Wow. It continued and then started into the back of the Abbey and continued all the way down to the front, breaking protocol for a funeral, particularly a royal one. You would never applaud at a funeral. Obviously not. Um, the funeral aired in 200 countries, 44 languages, and the worldwide audience is estimated at around... 2.5 billion. Dude, that is shocking. That's like one quarter of the world. More than, that's like a third of the world at the time. Imagine, just imagine having that much influence or having that yeah. much, how, that many people just know you survive. Yeah. But like, not only that, like royal family members who died never had that. But it was also like she died in the 90s, which was very like a televised time. But also yeah. she was so loved. She wasn't just a royal family member, right? No. So on to the conspiracy of it all. Ooh. Did the royal family have Diana killed? That's the big question that everybody's like, yeah, they did. Um, firstly, I'll say there was a huge British inquiry into this called Operation pa- Pageant, Pageant, P-A-G-E-T, that went on for Pache? <laughs> I don't know. It's British, so probably not. They went on for years, examining every aspect of everything. Um, so as soon as I say something that makes you go, ooh, I'm eventually going to say, it's been investigated. There's nothing to it. They proved it to be false. But let's not like, let the truth get in the way. Let's not let okay? the truth get in the way of a good story. Also, Mohammed Al-Fayed, the billionaire, the father of Dodi, her um, boyfriend at the time, says what happened in Paris was a murder. And he pushes everything big time. So like a lot of the conspiracy stuff you hear is him pushing it. And he's a billionaire, so he can push it and people believe him. Sure. Um, so along the route from the hotel to the apartment, there were apparently 10 traffic cameras. All on that night, none, none were working. Had any of them been working, there would be no question of, were the paparazzi aggressively chasing them? Contrary to what some people said that they weren't, we would have known because we could have seen the cameras. What was the All speed? All 10 were not working? Right. What was the speed of the car? We would have known. Yeah. There wouldn't be any question. No. Were there any other vehicles involved? We would have known. Yeah. All of that on a camera. The only evidence that the car was speeding at all was witness testimony. I know. Paul Burrell was one of the few staff members of Diana's who remained with her after the divorce. He was her driver. And he was who she called when she said she was going to stay another day in Paris before returning home. Because he would have picked her up at the airport. Yep. He says Diana left him a note before she left, predicting her death in a violent accident 
very much like what happened. The year before her death, she confided in her lawyer that she feared for her life. She said, if she died in a car accident, it'll be the work of MI5 or MI6, and her husband will be behind it. So that with her dead, he would be able to marry again. Bullshit? No, no, no. No, no, not you, but like, did they prove that incorrect? No, 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 There's, they have the note. How much more do you need? Well, she also was like a little bit paranoid and stuff. Like, she had some mental stuff going on at times. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But still, she had it, and that's what happened. So the note was kept. So there's two notes. There's a note to her lawyer and a note to her driver. The note to her driver, he eventually published. The note was kept by her lawyer, and when she died in an accident, similar to what she described, the lawyer rushed to the police. They put it in a safe. It was never seen again. What? Mm-hmm. The driver, Henri Paul, had a large sum of money on him and in his bank account, leading some to believe he was paid by the National Security Service. He wasn't meant to die in the accident, just to stage the accident, and it just so happened it went wrong and he died. As well, blood samples taken from Henri, showing he was three times over the legal limit, have been disputed, given that his demeanor at the hotel appeared to be very sober. Even the elevator cameras, because you can see them in the cameras on the, going down the elevator. Sure. Some people say... Um, he was totally sober. Yeah, but they, three times the amount of legal driving. Hmm. Like, you wouldn't be tripping over yourself. No, I suppose. Uh, but some people say it was someone else's blood. However, this was put to, to rest when samples provided by Paul's parents were matched to the blood, confirming it was Paul's blood. Um, Richard Tomlinson, a former MI6 officer who was dismissed from the intelligence service, served five months in prison for claiming in a sworn statement to the French inquiry that Britain's MI6 had been involved in the crash. Went to prison for saying that they were. He said MI6 was monitoring Diana before her death and that her bodyguard and driver were potential agents. He said her death mirrored plans he saw for the 1992 assassination of the then president of Serbia, using a strobe light to blind the chauffeur. Of course, all of this was proven untrue, and they investigated everything he said. But it's more fun if I don't tell you that. Yeah. But the whole so back to the strobe light thing that he said of like, um, that's how they were gonna block, kill the the president of Serbia by just flashing a light, and the driver would be like thrown off and crash or something. There had been reports of a bright white flash just before the car entered the tunnel, blinding the driver. Three witnesses at the scene of the crash claimed to have seen a bright flash of light. Again, sort of disproved, not reliable witnesses. Yada yada. yada. Paparazzi. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. It wasn't the paparazzi who said it. It was the witnesses. But no, I know, but the paparazzi, paparazzi were following, like and they were like, we didn't see the flash. Oh, so um, one of the main motives for the alleged murder suggests Diana was pregnant with Dodie's child, and the couple were about to get engaged. The idea of a non-Christian within the British royal family meant such a relationship between the mother of the future king and a prominent Egyptian Muslim would not be tolerated. Again, she was examined, apparently wasn't pregnant. They may not even have been together long enough for her to be pregnant and her to even know, even if she was. Like, they might have only been together for six weeks or something. So, like, even if she showed pregnant night one, she wouldn't have known she was pregnant yet. Sure. More or less. Yeah. Potentially. But a a lot of this is pushed big time by Daddy Al Fayed. Mm-hmm. He pushed the stories about the engagement ring, even told his staff to tell the media that Diana and his son had visited a villa he owned in Paris to choose a room for the baby. Yeah. He also started saying it like three years after she had died. Like when other things he had said didn't really work, he was like, I'm going to say this now. Yeah. Yeah. So like... He was into a little bit of hanky-panky. I think so. He, he was convinced something like there was hanky-panky going on. Yeah. But he was just sort of like saying whatever he could to make people believe that. Um, analysis of the wreckage of the Mercedes revealed it had a glancing contact with a white Fiat Uno car, which left traces of paint on the Mercedes bodywork. 
The police could not find the vehicle involved. To this day, they still haven't found the vehicle that collided slightly with this with the car. Although no one had seen the Fiat in the tunnel, some witnesses reported seeing an Uno exiting the tunnel. Mohamed Afid insisted it was the car of French photojournalist Jean-Paul James and uh, Andonson, who Al-Faid um, insisted was a security service agent. Oh. While Andonson did own a white Fiat Uno, mm-hmm. police deemed it to be unroadworthy. In October of that year, Anderson sells that car. The police say, given the state of the car and how openly he sold it one month after this crash, it was extremely unlikely that this was the car. Because he wasn't like sneakily trying to get rid of it. He just like sold it openly. Interesting. And also, they, it had like almost 400,000 kilometers on it. And they were like, he wasn't out driving that. He just like needed to get rid of that car. Okay. Also, his wife said he was home in bed at the time of the crash, 177 kilometers away. Hmm. However, this is weird. Dun, dun, dun. Anderson dies in May 2000. So this is like three years later. That's the same reporter, correct? Uh, yeah. With the white... Yeah, with yeah. The, that same car. Three years later. Verdict? <clears throat> suicide. His body is found in the black burnt out BMW in a forest. His body was found in the driver's seat of the car. His head was detached. And there was a hole in his left temple. The French pathologist concluded it was caused by the intense heat of the fire rather than for example a bullet wound the heat of the fire caused the hole in his temple and his head to fall off hmm anyway weird but there was another guy Levan Than is his name <laughs> he also owned a white Fiat Uno he also refused interview requests and his own father said that he had resprayed his car red hours after the crash Allegedly waking up his mechanic brother in the night to help him change the color of his car. Just probably. Do you think? Mm, I don't know. It was concluded the car could have been involved in the accident, but Than's involvement was ruled out by French police because he was at work on the night in question. It was later uncovered that he had left work early that night and could have been at the scene. Multiple witnesses recall seeing a man matching his description exit the tunnel seconds after the crash. Hmm. Don't know. Then there's the whole seatbelt thing. No one sometimes wears seatbelts. Like, no. you get in a car, you put on your seatbelt, or you're somebody who doesn't. Like, ever. Ever. Yeah. Right? Diana's sister said Diana was religious in putting on her seatbelt. CNN did an analysis and determined if the occupants had been wearing seatbelts, the injuries would have been minor and no one would have died. Operation Pageant. Not Pageant. There's no Page. Pageant. Pagat. 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 Um, found all seatbelts in working order except the right rear one where Diana was seated. However, French investigators had found all seatbelts operational on their initial in- investigation in 1997. Hmm. Again, weird. And lastly, the body was embalmed on the verbal authority of the police. Prince Charles and Diana's sisters were scheduled to view the body, so there was very little time to prepare the body for viewing, and she could not be seen in the state she was in. So they made the call to embalm the body. But in deliberately embalming the body shortly after her death, Al-Fayed says it would ensure that any pregnancy test post-mortem would produce a false result. Mm. Is that true? Who's to say? Um, at one time, the most famous woman in the world, Princess Diana, is still regarded by popular opinion as the top in the top 10 of the 100 greatest Britons. There's a TV show called The 100 Greatest Britain. 100, blah, 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 100 Greatest Britons. She's in the top 10. Nice. Do, you know, do you know what number she is? One. She's not one. She's three. Wow, who's two? Number two is Isambard Kingdom Brunel, the guy who designed the Great Railway 
railway. The railway. And basically started the Industrial Revolution. Like, he was the guy who, it started in Britain, and he was, like, the head of it. Interesting. So, like, big guy. Number one is Winston Churchill. Yeah. Uh, But for context, here's the people behind her. Number eight is John Lennon. Nice. Number seven is Queen Elizabeth I. Number six is Sir Isaac Newton. Ooh. Number five is William Shakespeare. What? Number four is Charles Darwin. Wow. She, she number she three. She Darwinism. Yep. Wow. So to end with a quote from the woman herself. I think the biggest disease this world suffers from in this day and age is the disease of people feeling unloved. And I know that I can give love for a minute, for half an hour, for a day, for a month. But I can give. I'm very happy to do that. And I want to do that. Cried in. Right? I actually cried while doing my research. Because during the funeral, her sons walked behind the casket for hours. They were 12 and 14. And I was like, I, I couldn't even. I couldn't even do it. No. Whew. Diana, yeah. honey. Yeah. It's a lot. It is a lot. And like you can see why there's conspiracy about it. It's like, sure, it's probably whatever. But like at the same time, all these things make you go, mm, maybe. Yeah, it's the same thing as the assassination of JFK. It's the same thing as the moon. The moon landing, I think, is 100% BS in terms of like conspiracy theories. They're out to lunch. Oh, I agree. I think that's... that's yeah. They landed on the moon. Go to hell. Blame it on them. Yeah. yeah. But like... But JFK makes you wonder. Yep. And This like, makes you wonder. But I wonder if it's just because like... Let's just say, you know, knock on wood, one of us were to pass unexpectedly, Mm -hmm. okay, in like a freak accident. Yeah. I'm sure the other person could piece together some sort of conspiracy. Well, Jeff was, you know, walking around complaining about money one day, and then he met with, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, you never, like, you could piece it together. Mm -hmm. You could find reasons for it. And where she is the number three, you know, biggest person in Britain. Yeah. Is that the thing? Uh, greatest Britain of all time, yeah. Greatest Britain of all time. Um, a lot of people piece those pieces together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, CNN did a report that if everyone was wearing a seatbelt, they would just have minor injuries. Mm-hmm. They don't know that. They did, they did the test. They, they can do they simulations. Yeah, they did Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like, there's hundreds of different things. That... I mean, if she was wearing a seatbelt, her heart wouldn't have displaced in her chest, likely. No. Yeah. No, that immediate cause of death, yeah. death would not have been there. Because but she was fine. Like, she got out of the car and was talking and was fine. With her heart in her arse? No, it was still inside of her body. Mm. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, she did uh, physically. Yes. One of the witnesses on, on the scene was a doctor, just happened to be. Like, the first person who saw her happened to be a doctor who wasn't, like, there for any reason, just walking by. And, um, like, he was like, physically, she looked to be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was all internal stuff. Woof. Yeah. A lot of hanky panky, buddy. Yeah, I think but a so. good topic. But a great topic. So that is sort of a send-in. We touched on it in Weed Inside the Fire, and then Peter... I always wanted to do it anyway. Yeah. But then Peter Andrew was like, I want you to do Princess Diana. I was like, oh, I will. It's going to happen. It was on the list of things to do for a long time. Yeah. Because everyone's been talking about it, and I knew that she passed. I knew it was a car accident. I knew that paparazzi were involved mm-hmm. in the equation, whether yeah. or not they were like relevant in her death. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Great. It's a it's a banger of a season opening. Here we are. Here we are. First episode of season two, and we're out to the gates. Out, out to through, the gates. Out through the gates. It's <laughs> not how the like a horse goes. on crack. Like a horse on crack, honey. Uh, but yeah, very very excited to be done. Um, no, sorry to be started. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm meant to be started. I'm meant to be back. <laughs> yeah, uh, I am too. I am too. And um, it's just like I was saying this to Jeff the other day. Like. 
all of the podcasts I listen to, yeah, I didn't start listening until episode like a hundred. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like we're still a baby. We are, and we still have so many loyal followers who message us and like thoroughly enjoy things. They do, and it fills my heart with joy. Yep, we will continue to give as Princess Diana said in her quote at the end. Mm. We will give for minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years. And we will. And we will. This is just the beginning. And it is. <laughs> so here's episode one of season two. Thank you for joining us back. Uh, thanks for uh, coming back after your holiday season. And you made it through season one. And if you haven't made it through season one, if you're just joining us now for some strange reason, uh, circle back. Go back, listen to some of the episodes. They're amazing. They're just really... There's a bar set, and that bar does not dip. No. You know? No. And we do not go under the bar. No. Ever. We don't limbo. We're <sighs> bad at it. I've got a bad back. I couldn't if I wanted to. No. And my God, can I ever jump? <laughs> I mean, Jeff, you could jump over the bar. Can't I? Yeah. Um, if you don't know that joke, go back to one of the episodes. We explained it somewhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure where. No. Uh, but thanks for joining us. And uh, here's to a strong season. And here's to 2021, buddy. Absolutely. Follow us on all the places you're supposed to. It's Instagram and Facebook. That's it. Who's kidding you? It's not very hard. Do it. Yeah. Like, it again... Not difficult. And again, on on every podcast I listen to, and including this one, the important thing is rate and review. You got to rate and review because it's how we tell the world about the podcast. Exactly. For anybody who isn't an immediate friend or family member, this is how the rest of the world finds out about the podcast. Yes, you've heard from a friend of a friend, but what about like that guy in Singapore? Yeah, who loves Princess Diana? Yeah, would die to know about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, review, uh, and. Uh... Tell the world. Shout it from the hills. If you have a topic that you would like us to do, make sure to send it at info.splainin at gmail.com. Well, Jeff, I hope you learned something this week. And if you didn't, there's always next week. Long-time listener, long-time yep. lover. Yep. Um, Great friend. Yeah. No, we gotta clap. We gotta go back. <laughs> Didn't hear it until you chuckled. <laughs> I chuckled. I chuckled. I love her. Oh, the bug has. <laughs>